Oh, let's do this. Check one, two. Say something again. I hate this. The Spanish announce table. All right, Tom, we have WWE Extreme Rules this Sunday, which this is where we typically get a little bit more extreme rules, if you will, right? Harsh, harsher matches. Maybe we do get a little more extreme with with Paul Heyman now having some creative influence that perhaps he didn't have before. There are rumors circulating that they're looking to now go away from the PG era to regain the teen demo that they're afraid of losing to AEW. So uh, who knows? What I mean, what are your general thoughts before we start ma- breaking down these matches? Well, if any indication from the last Raw to go into this pay-per-view is anything that we can read into the pay-per-view, I don't know if we're going away from anything. For as much as we got giddy of that first Paul Heyman episode of Raw two weeks ago, and oh my God, did you see Braun Strowman went and took Bobby Lashley through the stage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one had a losing Cedric Alexander take his mask off and be like, hey, see, I was here to help you fucking lose the match, idiot. You helped him lose the match. Why was that a reveal? Why did anyone care? That made no fucking sense. One move. He took one move. Now, we'll say the Claymore kick is supposed to be a deadly, not a deadly finisher, but a a real finisher. All credit to that. But if I'm Roman Reigns, I'm not shaking your fucking hand. You did nothing. You took one fucking punch, and you lost the match. Yeah, like I expected that to happen by the actual guy who could barely walk <laughs> yeah yeah gary you, would have fucking been fine yeah but you are actually on this gave roster. the same result <laughs> yeah fucking dumb and that closed the show that's the other thing hey two losers in the ring celebrating that they lost and then shane and drew are like oh no they beat him why would they care <laughs> yeah, i just right. leave like we're gonna unmask don't care beat them already on to the next. Uh, uh, what a nerd. Right? Like, yeah. That's what they should have been like. Yeah, um, I would have just pointed and laughed at Cedric Alexander. Yeah. What an idiot. I floated the idea on my Raw review on SpanishNounceTable.net that they did this to have a backup in case The Undertaker, you know, like throws his back out from the long plane ride or some other kind of old guy ailment and can't make the show. Well, then have him win. Why would you have him lose? Like, let's just say... Let's just kayfabe it, right? Let's say that we're shooting here for a second and Undertaker can't do it, right? He was doing deadlifts. He pulled the muscle in his back. uh, He needs to have surgery, whatever. He can't do this match. Okay. And then your backup was Cedric Alexander. Well, then let's say we go kayfabe and we said, Rowan Reigns, Undertaker can't be here. He was jumped in the back by Drew McIntyre, Shane McMahon in the revival. Uh, Who are you going to get as your partner? Well, I'll guess I'll get the fucking loser, Cedric Alexander. The guy who helped guess me we'll lose. Go out there. Yeah, he'll help me lose again. And the crowd would be Didn't so pleased. Well, the crowd would be so pleased if you replaced The Undertaker with Cedric Alexander. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that A-lister, Cedric Alexander and all of his main events. Yeah, just what in the fuck? If, if they would have won not the greatest thing but hey now we're elevating cedric alexander to a yeah. storyline well not why just not right 24 7 title yeah. right it's it's some fun hey let's see where this goes i said anybody's better than the undertaker <laughs> right but if but when you lose who the fuck cares go chase that title again go find our truth you idiot loser the spanish announce table
This one I'm looking forward to, Tom. WWE Network, Sunday Night, Extreme Rules. The champion of these here United States, Ricochet, will defend that title against the newly mean-spirited AJ Styles. And I like this heel turn. This is some of the best I've seen AJ Styles here. He almost feels maniacal with it. Like, okay, you wanted this? Now you've got it, right? He's almost a little bit making you feel uncomfortable with it. When he starts like getting that gleam in his eye, he's like, you know what? We're going to do this, and now we're going to do that. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute, man. Where did this AJ Styles come from? I like it. Yeah, I like it too, uh, but I also like Ricochet. I really do. I'm I'm buying into Ricochet, sure. even though he even though he has a little bit of AJ Styles in him, where it's just, I'm kind of rambling on this microphone, uh, but I got cool moves. Hey, don't forget about these cool moves. Well, the comparisons are astounding, right? I mean, southernish state. Right, mm-hmm. good old boy, small town yep. feel, like really amazing ring work, but still kind of figuring out how to have a personality and a charisma uh, in front yeah. of people on the mic. Yeah, definitely. You were saying though, and he sells so well, Ricochet. That is, yes. that it's believable when the three of these guys beat his ass. Right, like you empathize with them, where you're like, "Son of a bitch, that looked like it really hurt," and he, I think he's dead. Like he, he sells way better than I think he gets credit for. Uh, I think he's one of the best, to be honest with you right now. For that reason of him going up against the the club, I think he still wins this, but then this is when we're we're, uh, turning up the heat on Ricochet from the club, and now we might get at the next pay-per-view a three-on-one, you know, something here, just the bullying of Ricochet. I don't think it ends with just AJ Styles gets the victory and tough shit. I think... I think he does win, but I think it'll be through nefarious enough purposes through the help of the club. I think he'll direct it, and then that'll lead into SummerSlam, and they're going to rerun this one because I think it's going to steal the show, and they're going to want to keep going with it. And then by then, they'll run through it again. They'll keep messing with them, and a whole other month-ish will go by. He'll be able to win it then. Then we've got Ricochet as the U.S. champ moving again, and they'll be able to have the club kind of go off on somebody else at that point is the way I feel like it's going to play out. I hope so. That that would make sense. But again, as we were talking about with Monday Night Raw, Cedric Alexander celebrated that he fucking lost as a surprise entrant. The Spanish announce table. This weekend, July 13th, we've got AEW's Fight for the Fallen. And we can kind of go through these cards. Again, we're not the most up to speed on all these people, but we have seen some of them we've got some exposure to them coming up and we're going to get more and more of these as we move forward so why not let's get used to it huh what do you think before we dig into the kind of each little match which we'll do a drive-by of here uh aw fight for the fallen what are you looking forward to what are you worried about give me the goods so i'm still into aew as a whole still enjoy most of uh, the product, obviously, there's some caveats with that statement, but for the most part, still into it, still watching the YouTube. Specifically for this one, uh, I'm interested just to see how old man Dustin Rhodes, aka Gold Dust, aka Dustin Reynolds, all the different names that he's had, how he can fit into the Young Bucks. Hey, flippity flip. Blah, blah, flippity flip, boop, boop, boop. Because his style and at his age, I don't know if he's necessarily going to be doing all of that stuff. So I want to see how those two contrasting styles mash up. The second show, it's a free event, so it's a little different. It's in conjunction with someone else, so you kind of give it some leeway. Now this fight for the fallen, now we're seeing, okay, does this thing actually have some legs that it can stand on? So that's the most interesting part for me is just to see if they can deliver 
three times in a row with a average or above average show. I'm a lot more looking forward to this one now, having listened to two podcasts that featured Jim Ross this week, right? I listened to Wells Busted Open podcast. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Well, you know what? Honestly, I was leery listening to the first one, which was the Stone Cold. Really leery about that one. Okay, but I tell you what, listen to me. Disgruntled. But you really got to go listen to these because – He's in a different frame of mind. As you know, he had a, you know, very close, you know, personal uh-huh. tragedy with uh-huh. his wife. Uh-huh. And I think he's gone to a different headspace now. And this has kind of turned him into a new leaf and a new outlook. And he's a very positive guy. And he discussed, it was very business, right? It was about AW and his role coming up a lot and where they were going in both of these. And what he kind of talked about is one of his things there in the senior advisor roles is just kind of like what they brought up. And I think on the busted open one was that his experience in the pro wrestling industry is unprecedented. There's nobody that's got like a similar background. Yeah. I mean like, but even that Vince McMahon doesn't have the breadth of, of diversity of, of people and things that he was mm-hmm. exposed to that Jim Ross has. Right. I mean, there's, there's definitely people who've had that this many years maybe, but like think of the things and the places and the, and the whatever. And then he grew up a fan too, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, they kind of bring that into, and he just talks about like, he's there to kind of remind him of things that like they're new, they're, they're all eager. And so he's there to kind of, it is the disgruntled old man stuff, but I think it's going to be good for them to remember. Right. He's like, let's have rules. Right. Guys. Like this is where the time limit draw thing came into play. Right. And then, and that they're mentioned that he's like, why aren't there some rules? He goes, cause you can use those. You can use those as booking tools for yourself. If they go away, it's hard to understand what's going on and who to, who to go for. He's like, it's much easier to tell the story if you got these rules there was that and then there was um another thing that he brought up um i would just recommend both of these right because and he oh he just talked about that the improvements that they're making he talked about fighter fest and about Mm -hmm. how it was kind of like it really went like you said because it was a video game thing it went far off on in that direction he goes and i don't know that it for like the second thing we're putting out there it really showcased what this is really gonna be right which is which is this diverse wrestling and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He's like, it was very one, one avenue, right? So that also got me a little more looking forward to because I had the same takeaway from Fighter Fest. I was like, yeah, this is for the, for the nerds. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I was yeah. like, you know, uh, so maybe I'm, I'm a little more excited, but let's just roll into this here. huh? There is a buy-in match that we need to cover here. And this one ought to be fun here, right? We got Jimmy Havoc, Joey Janela, Darby Allen, Versus Sean Spears, Sammy G, and MJF. A lot of names, a lot of guys you like in here. What are you thinking here? Well, MJF hates Sean Spears, so that team's losing, right? It's a tag team, you said? Yeah, it's a it's a six man tag. Yeah, Havoc, Allen, uh, Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, Joey Janela versus Sean Spears, Sammy G, and MJF. Yeah, I got my Chemical Romance. I got uh, yeah, the, that, the, is, that is Jimmy Havoc. That oh, does gosh. look like that does that as I'm looking at the picture of Jimmy Havoc, Joey Janelli, or Janella and Darby <laughs> Allen, it, it, and you said My Chemical Romance. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's What's it. Exactly yeah, like it. Uh, the SoCal Uncensored with Kazarian and Scorpio, right? And then taking on the Lucha Bros. Who you got on that one? What do you think? Ooh, uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna take Lucha Bros. I don't think they're gonna lose I don't three. Think so uh, AEW matches right off the gate. So going yeah. Lucha Bros. Yeah, and I think, you know, SoCal could take a hit on that, right? All right, and then we got Brandy Rhodes. Right? She's going to be taking on Allie. Uh, huh, what do you think here, man? We're going to see Brandy Rhodes get in there and mix it up. 
Yeah, that's neat. Um, going into this match, I'm a little, I'm just confused. I'm so confused by just pro wrestling. Just yeah. going to be completely transparent with everyone here. I'm confused with what we're doing with pro wrestling. I don't get it. And I'm the old man. I'm turning into Jim Ross, maybe. Maybe yeah. that's what's happening. But this is what I'll state. So the road to fight for the fallen, right? They've done a number of episodes. The last two on their YouTube channel, which I believe is Cody Rhodes specific YouTube channel, two weeks ago went into Brandy Rhodes and how she was the skater who had talent, but she had a fear of failure essentially. Uh, so she always tried to just ruin it before the stakes got too big because then she would feel like so much of a letdown to her support system and family, things like that. So for this match coming up at Fight for the Fallen, she's going to do this for herself because she can prove to herself that you know, she can't achieve the, the goals that she sets, right? Awesome. Sounds great. I'm, I'm I can buy into that, right? I, I feel like a lot of people struggle with confidence, struggle with fear of failure, fear fear of success, all of those things. It's relatable. Cool. You've hooked me for this match. Then the newest episode of Road to Fight for the Fallen has Brandy Rhodes pulling into it looks like a training center, right? Right, like a wrestling school. She gets out of her truck. It's accepted that she sees the camera. So she's like, hey, guys. And then Allie comes in. And Brandy does a cool little like, hey, guys, you know, you guys can leave. And Allie's like, no, 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 no. Uh, it's fine. I just want to say I saw the video last week. I, too, struggle with the same things. And essentially says, let's have a good match. But this is where I get confused with just pro wrestling in general is she goes, well, I just want to go out there and tear it up with you. And so we can showcase the best of what pro wrestling is. That's not the fucking point. The point of pro wrestling is to win matches and become champion and achieve your goals. Not, hey, guys, we want to show you athleticism. That's not fucking the point if we're kayfabing it here. So right. when you when you tell me this whole like – uh, I just want to go out there and give the fans the best match possible. That's not the fucking goal yeah. ever. It just blurs that line of like, because if you were shooting, they would say that, right? If right. you were shooting and they were saying like, hey, you two, what, what's your goal? Oh, man, I want to show that Brady Rhodes can do, you know, Lucha Libre and Allie can be a little hardcore. Okay. But then you don't fucking bring what's behind the curtain in front of the curtain and right. blur the lines of, I want to win, but I also want you to do well. That's fucking weird. Yeah, if you're going to do that, you've got to make a hard distinction so I know when this is character Brandy Rhodes and when this is Vice President Brandy Rhodes. And when you asked me about you know these uh, All Elite Wrestling and how I feel, the shows have been good, and we've stated this on the last time they did the uh, Fighter Fest, those post-fight when they're in character, but then when the Young Bucks tell me that the chair should have been gimmicked. Well, then you're telling me that you knew Sean Spears was going to grab a chair and hit your buddy in the head. So are we shooting or are we kayfabing it here? Because MJF just said he wants to beat Sean Spears up. But why would MJF want to beat Sean Spears up if we all knew that he was grabbing a gimmick chair and doing something that's kayfabe? Or whatever. Yeah. And, and so it's just, what are we, it's too like, hey, we're on this side of the line. Now we're on that side of the line. Now we're back on this side. Can't you keep up? Dun, 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 dun. It's like, no, just do one or the other. I don't like it. But 
that was a long uh, sidebar to say I got Brandy Rhodes. Yeah, I feel the same. I just feel like there's it, – it's too hard to call this because I don't know, you know, but I just yeah. feel like that's who they're going to go with. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, you know why? So I think this is what happens. I think Awesome Kong comes out, helps Brandy Rhodes uh, get the victory so that we have Brandy Rhodes almost hiding behind the muscle of Awesome yeah. Kong. Remember, we didn't see Awesome Kong at the last show, so she's kind of out of sight, out of mind. And if you remember back to her debut, it was Brandy Rhodes who said this triple threat needs to be awesome and then invited Awesome Kong to be in the match. So that's where I think we're going to get maybe a little bit of a heel turn out of Brandy Rhodes, which has been flirted with, and now we just go full into it. All right, next up we got Hangman Page will defeat Kip Sabian. I just think they're, they've they got Hangman Page, unless there's like a DQ or something. Right? Time he's, limit. Yeah, he's definitely not getting pinned or anything But see, like that. that's... Going back to what you stated about Jim Ross with rules and that allows you to book things easier, this is one of those examples, right? One of the best things that I thought came out of Fighter Fest was that Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen went to a draw, a time limit draw. Because yeah. then neither guy has to be pinned, but we gave you an awesome match. Both of these guys are stars, and I feel like we could possibly do that in this match. I don't think they will, but I like that it's an option that gets me to think about, as the match goes on, what could be the finish. Yeah. I think Kip Saban will get the win, and I think it's because Chris Jericho mm, does some type of shenanigans sure. that says, Hangman Page, here, I'm going to you know, drop you down a peg. You're a piece of shit, you know, something like yeah, that. That's exactly what he'll say. Yeah, that's a good point with the Jericho run-in as a possibility. But I do like, the t- I do like what – that's a thing – Ross said not to spoil the podcast I've told you to listen to uh, it's just that it's so much more believable which is what people want they want some sort of realistic make it a little bit easier for me to suspend that disbelief it's much easier for me to believe that you've set a 10 minute time limit on this bout like yeah and then they could go to a draw and then I'm like oh it's evenly matched and we don't have to do you know two matches you know in back-to-back weeks just to set up that, oh, these guys are just as good as each other to get to the payoff of a third match, you know? Yeah, exactly. I 100% agree. That totally makes sense. All right, we got Kenny Omega versus Sima. Is that how I say this right? I don't know. Yeah, Shima? Sima. Sima. It's Shima. Shima. Yeah. Omega's winning this, you think, or not? No, I bet Omega loses this. No, I got it. Nah, I'm going to go with this Shima. <laughs> I, I, think it, I think Omega wins, and then we just keep this whole... Omega wins, Moxley attacks him. Moxley wins, Omega attacks him. And then Omega wins, Moxley attacks him. Like, we're just going to keep flipping the coin on this. And so this is where I think Omega uh, gets the victory. But then Moxley says, ah, here's some thumbtacks in your asshole. Yeah. And all right. (laughs) Thumbtacks in your asshole. Again. All right. The Young Bucks, your favorite, taking on Cody and Dustin Rhodes. Um, yeah, it will be interesting because not even Cody is necessarily the type of wrestling that you're talking about that we that we mm-hmm. don't really like here. So it will be interesting to see these styles meld. I'm sure there will be some of both that we will see. But, <sighs> you know, it'll be interesting. I, I will be interested to see kind of maybe determine who's leading this. You think maybe uh, Dustin's taking the reins and showing these young bucks, as it were, how to kind of run a slow down match a little bit? 
Yeah, we'll see on that. Uh, the thing that I like is, again, on that YouTube uh, show that they have, Road to Fight for the Fallen, in that last episode, they focused in on this match. And one thing that I liked is they finally gave a little bit of substance to this match. And they even stated it. They said, like, hey, this was just going to be a fun match competing you know, amongst my friends to see who was the best. And then Dustin Rhodes was like, yeah, tell me about these Young Bucks, because the thing I don't like is that they're mocking us, because the Young Bucks on one of those episodes covered themselves in blood, and they're like, mm. what I need is my brother, mocking Cody and Dustin, right. and, and Dustin's like, I don't like that, so I'm going to powerbomb you straight to hell, and then Cody goes, hey, I'll tell you a story, and he goes, I want you to leave this in, he goes, we're having dinner uh, with Tony Khan, and Kenny Omega uh, who he goes, who thinks that Takamishinoku is a legend, didn't know that me and uh, Dustin were a tag team. But the Brotherhood was a tag team. And Dustin's like, we were the first guys to beat the fucking shield. <laughs> like they said that. <laughs> right. They're like, they're like, we're really good. And then uh or excuse me, Cody uh went on with this story a little bit, and I'm paraphrasing and kind of jumping around a little bit, but he's like, yeah, the Young Bucks are on here tw- on Twitter here flirting with the Usos. Meanwhile, they forget that for two years, we were kicking the Usos' ass in WWE. He's like, we are the tag team that are that you need to be worried about. And so he's like, and it really pissed me off, I think a little bit more than I thought. And so like, you have something now to build on. Uh, with that being said, both Cody and the entire promotion just keeps sucking the proverbial dick of the Young Bucks saying that they're the best tag team in the world, so I don't see them losing this one. I see them winning again. Yeah, they really do vomit up the Young Bucks uh, on everybody, don't they? Yeah, it's like, guys, this is the best. And it's like, all right, yeah, man. I doubt a, lot, it. a lot of sizzle, I no have... steak. Yeah, a whole I'm... lot of... Sizzle, Sizzle no mistake. stick. Man. Whatever. Well, who you got? Well, yeah, I'm going to go with the Young Bucks also, I guess. Uh, you know, let's let's switch gears a little bit before we get out of this fight, you know, fight for the fall in AEW here. Uh, Dustin Rhodes did come out saying that he's been trying to lobby them to start a wrestling school, which, again, you uh, we may have discussed this kind of, hey, slow it down, guys, right? We're doing benefit shows. We're doing – Yeah, you know, make we started. money first. Now, however – not a bad candidate to be running a wrestling school. I mean, am I wrong here? No. I, yeah, there's definitely right? worse. Remember, WCW's power plant was ran by Sarge. Yeah, right. So fucking Goldust is way better than that guy. He's definitely um, tough. He's had a long career. He knows what works you know, in the yeah. ring. He also knows what works on the camera. So, I mean, he's definitely a good, solid you know, coach, as it were, right? I feel, yeah, he can tell you what it takes to be main event level. Even though he never main evented WrestleMania, he had WrestleMania moments with Rowdy Piper. Uh, you know, obviously that Goldust character had so many moments kissing Ahmed Johnson, the Razor Ramon, going into the Tourette's, the Booker T fun tag. You know, he had enough things to, to say, I know what you guys are going through. And so trust me when I say this, more than a Bill DeMott who just laughed a lot and looked fucking like a middle linebacker. The Spanish announce table. Samoa Joe will try to defeat the WWE champion Kofi Kingston this Sunday on the WWE Network at Extreme Rules. And it's just not going to happen, I don't think. But I've loved this angle. I hope it does. I really do for this reason. I think we could get a good reset. 
let's get behind Kofi movement, right? So if he loses, maybe the New Day sits him down and was like, hey, I think what happened there is you're getting your ego a little bit away, right? You never flipped anyone off. Here you are flipping off Samoa Joe two weeks before the show. Like, have them kind of have like a heart-to-heart with Kofi. Then Kofi finds a smile again Mm -hmm. and then chases the title. Meanwhile, we have Samoa Joe at the top of the hill playing king and like – brutalizing people yeah abusing brutalizing his power. everyone yeah that's the story i hope they tell well Unfortunately, i think they're just gonna say samoa joe loses because of a sos well and an elephant in the room is that and uh, i haven't heard anybody address this so forgive me if i'm the racist asshole but i don't think kofi kingston can lose this title to a white guy if mm. that makes any sense Mm -hmm. unless they want to go that way i don't think that's gonna go well yeah unless they want to purposely do that yeah which i don't think they will even in this you know i mean even when they're trying to like get edgier they still have the corporate climate to deal with yeah i think also if samoa joe takes away the title from kofi kingston and if we're trying to take baby steps away from the pg era one easy thing that we can do is and you can't do a lot of it because you know, blood is crazy in WWE. But you could have some type of in TNA when Samoa Joe would beat up his uh, victims in the X Division, he would take their blood and put it on his towel and then wrap that towel around his mm. neck. You could have the blood of his opponents on this towel representing like all the bloodshed he has dished out to the wwe universe that would be baby steps away from pg but not going full dick out you know uh sable with tits and stuff uh-huh. you know what I mean? so right. I, th- yeah. I would think that would be cool and i think my quote of the night is forgive me if i'm the racist asshole because that's all it takes right you just gotta tell yep. me like hey forgive me yeah the spanish announce table so on Saturday night, we do have All Elite Wrestling Fight for the Fallen taking place, but competing with that, and for the first time on WWE's network, mm-hmm. a non-WWE entity will be airing live programming, as it will be Evolve 131, the 10th anniversary, uh, taking place at the old ECW arena, and uh, even though it's an Evolve show, there's a lot of names you're going to recognize here. Uh, just to run down a little bit of it, we have uh, here's just some of the matches. We have Akira Tozawa versus Adam Cole for the NXT hey, Championship. Hey. We have Drew Gulak versus Matt Riddle. Uh, we have uh, some other names that you might know as far as um, Leon Ruff, Eddie Kingston, who else here? Austin Theory, JD Drake. What do you think about the first ever non? WWE show airing live on the WWE network. I think that's cool. I kind of look forward to more of that. I hope Mm -hmm. there's more of that in the future. I am excited for the evolve portion because I do know the name evolve due to the lineage that it's, you know, people Mm -hmm. have run through it and you know, it's court Bauer, right? Running that. Yep. Uh, No, 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 that's Gabe Spikulski. Oh, it's Gabe Spikulski, right? Um, Bauer runs MLW, right? LW, yes, right. that's correct. So, so yeah, so I mean, but there you go, right? I mean, Sapolsky's uh, had his fingerprints on the on some of the hottest names 
in the business for decades now. So, oh, I mean, yeah. but I have never seen an evolve thing, an event. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to kind of see how it's presented. Obviously, it'll be presented. I'm I'm wondering if it'll be presented any kind of different, but I don't know that I'll have that frame of reference. So maybe I'll be relying on the Twitterverse to kind of clue me into that. So it'll be interesting. I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah, so on top of watching the All Elite Wrestling YouTube Road to whatever, you know, I've uh, Road to the pay-per-view, I've also been watching what they call mini-documentaries for Evolve about matches leading up to Evolve 131. Now, completely being transparent and honest with uh, the listening audience, I am a little bit biased because, as we did mention last week, Anthony Sharkbait Gutierrez is a now new member of the Evolve roster, and uh, so I want Evolve to do well because I want my friend to be making money and doing well. So I want this to succeed more so than just any other show that would be on the WWE Network. Mm-hmm. Now, saying that, watching these mini documentaries, I'm a little hooked. The match the most is a winner takes all match. The WWN champion, J.D. Drake, the blue collar bass, looks like a a more redneck version of Arn Anderson takes on every 19 to 23 year old pro wrestler. Who's the next star of the world evolve champion, Austin theory. This is a, you know, every man versus, uh, the, the six pack abs guy, right? Like, so that is already instilled in it. It's champion versus champion. Winner takes all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really, I'm really into this. So that's going to be the match that I'm most interested in seeing how it plays out to see if they give the both belts to J.D. Drake or if they go with Austin Theory, who in all you know accounts that you see from Twitter and from hearing from the promotion and other promotions, like Austin Theory is their next guy, right? So they had the Matt Riddles. They've had the Adam Coles. They've had, um, you know, back in the day. Uh, the Drew McIntyres or Drew, um, what was this, uh, Galloway, you know, they've had those guys. The next guy, it seems to be, is going to be Austin Theory. Um, so that's going to be the match I'm looking forward to the most. But the match to me that, like, is going to be involved, like, 100% is the tag team match. It's the unwanted uh, Joey, Joe Gacy and Eddie Kingston, which, if you've never seen an Eddie Kingston promo, He's the best promo guy, I think, in in pro wrestling. He he has that he has the element of Samoa Joe without having to do the grrr at the end. It's that believable of like, oh shit, I think Eddie Kingston might stab me in the throat. Right. And it's obviously nothing scripted with him. So, you know, and he's also not PG. The, the most interesting part of this tag team championship match to me is just if they give a live mic to Eddie Kingston, what he's going to say on the WWE network. He's the closest thing to today's Sabu, at least with a microphone uh, that we have, I think. And so him that close to the sun that is WWE is interesting to me. Uh, and then they're facing AR Fox, who Anthony said, and Anthony's very hard to, to, uh, to impress because he is a very impressive athlete in his own right. He came, uh, came back from Philadelphia or from Brooklyn after his tryout saying like, Hey, the guy you need to know is AR Fox. This guy is so good. And then another guy, Twitter, dar- Twitter, darling, IWC fan, uh, Leon rough. He's been making waves. Uh, that team's really good. So that's going to be the, the most interesting match. I think on the card and then the next 
you know, wave to hit WWE that we'll see is the JD Drake Austin theory. Uh, so those are the two matches I'm most interested in, but yeah, then you get the alumni match of a drew Gulak versus Matt Riddle. And then Adam Cole, Bay Bay versus Akira Tozawa, which it's for the NXT championship. You know, it's not changing hands, but, uh, it's Akira Tozawa getting it. That would be the (laughs) weirdest thing in the world. Uh, but yeah, I'm really interested in it. And like I said, uh, I'm, I'm excited. Also breaking news. Forgot to mention this. Uh, one of the things that I'll be doing for my bachelor party is I'm going to evolve 133 and 134 in Detroit, Michigan, and Chicago, Illinois. Go with Anthony for his two, first two shows. We're going to fly out to Detroit, uh, do the show, hang out there, and then the next day go to Chicago, hang out there, have him do the show, then hang out in Chicago for a couple days, and then hopefully I get an Evolve t-shirt, and I'll give you a full recap here at the end of August yeah. when we go. All right, thanks for the invite. <laughs> The Spanish announce table. All right, we're supposed to have a last man standing match in Extreme Rules this Sunday on the WWE Network between Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. But last we've heard, Strowman doesn't have legs, I guess. I don't know what to do here. Punctured a lung. I don't know exactly. Yeah, he'll be showing up, throwing some things Tongue around. Tongue blew off. Uh, quick note, though. We, we have Rey Mysterio. Come back early from recovering from a shoulder injury. And it seemed like that was legit because he had to give up the title. I don't know if they would do that if it was kayfabe, but let's just say, let's just get get into the kayfabe world. He hurt his shoulder. He beat all the odds. He has an open challenge, which is fine. Bobby Lashley comes out and just fucking murders him. Yeah. Just the greatest luchador of all time. (laughs) Just fuck that guy. What in the hell are we doing? That could have been anyone else. You could have you could have easily said, you know, the ring is empty. Uh, Michael Cole's talking, you know, looking at the run sheet. Uh, this is next segment. Wait a minute. And then you have Heath Slater just come out. And Heath Slater goes, hey, I'm tired of chasing that 24-7 title. I'm tired of being disrespected. It's time for Yeah, t- it's time for people to take me serious. I have kids. I'm issuing an open challenge right now. And then Bobby Lashley do that to him. Mm-hmm. Or Bobby Lashley issues the open challenge. And then, you know, anybody comes out and is like, I got yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just seems it weird. Just, yeah, it seems stupid. Or Bobby yeah. Lashley issues the open challenge and Rey Mysterio comes out and gives him a half of a fight maybe. right? Yeah. But then he beats him up. Like, there right. could be that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I do see what you're saying there. Although I mentioned this on my review on, on SpanishNowStable.net too. For whatever reason, I never did get the Rey Mysterio bug. He just wasn't my deal. So it didn't. Mm-hmm bother me and i like that we're making lashley look like i can get blown up and still come out here and shove my foot down your throat yeah but then do something with it right because ray mysterio even though admittedly you're you're not the biggest fan of his and i've never been you know all in but his style of luchador unlike the lucha bros and young bucks because i put young bucks and luchador because of the style of wrestling they have but still you still have to accept the fact that like Ray Mysterio is a legend icon oh, within pro wrestling. Of course, so then yeah. have Bobby Lashley saying like, I'm destroying legend or you know, not legend killer, but you know, something like, give me something. It just felt like, Hey, oh, here you go. Here you go. Out. Here you go. All right. If I've got to chop down the biggest guy, like have Mysterio come out and be like, Hey, I'm back. I'm here. And then just have Lashley come out and be like, 
hey, Sunday, I've got to beat up the biggest guy on the roster. And you know what I feel like doing tonight? Beating up the smallest guy on the roster. Yeah, and just go out there and been thrash good. him around. Perfect. Right? Yeah, that would have been way better. Uh, going back to specifically this bully. match. Yeah, he's a bully. So, yeah, <laughs> have him bully people. It makes sense. Uh, going back to this match specifically, I, I don't see that you have Braun Strowman throw Bobby Lashley through a stage to then just lose. So, I've got uh, Braun Strowman. Well, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he he's not the one that can barely walk and then shows up and also <laughs> loses, right? Unless there's one of these, he the payback is he traps him under the stage, right? And he can't get up, right? That's the only way I see Lashley coming away with a win. The Spanish announce table. Hey, Tom. It's been a while. I think I should remind you and the listeners, we've got an Amazon link on our website, SpanishAnnounceTable.net. We sure do. Amazon, where you can get any and everything from home goods to, you know, those Condoms. lavish experiences. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to just say lavish gifts. They have it all. Yeah, Amazon uh, doesn't pay taxes, but they'll give us a kickback if you go through our Amazon <laughs> link and buy something uh, through the SpanishNounceTable.net. Click on the Amazon link at the top. And then, as always, you are not affected at your price point, but we do get a little bit of a kickback, which is great for us and great for you because the more money we make from that, we invest into this podcast. Win-win for all parties involved. SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Click the Amazon link right at the top. And thanks. The Spanish Announce Table. You called it the opponent. For Alistair Black is Cesaro. And you called it jokingly. Yeah, and here's... I thought it was fine. The only part where it missed me is... And it's WWE to a T, right? Alistair Black's an all-black. His opponent, whoever this was going to be, was going to be an all-white, black and white. I get the split screen because... The guy doesn't want to get face-to-face because it's the fun reveal. It's a good reveal, yeah. Like and it was that. a good reveal. But Cesaro, the fuck are you wearing a mouthpiece for wearing a suit? And that you have to suck the spit out of before you can talk. That was kind yeah. of unnerving also. Um, the issue here, the only issue that I have, I liked, you know, that one turned me off a little bit with the mouthpiece. But the only thing that I disliked about it is knowing that one of these guys has to lose this here. And I thought we were starting to kind of ramp up Cesaro a little bit. And I don't think we're going to have Black lose unless this is going to become a drag out over the next couple months, maybe. Like they take this to SummerSlam. But I just, you know what I mean? I really thought it would have been an Orton, somebody big stature that would have given us a great match but could lose easily, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. I I think. You would hope, you know, Jim Ross uh, mentioned about how using the time limits and things like that are tools uh, for matches. It would be great if we saw the uh, time limit draw of a fight between um, Cesaro and Aleister Black, right? And then they're on two separate brands, so you could just have them do that fight. Aleister Black the next week goes... Ah, I finally got a great fight. Now I'm thirsty for someone else, or thirsty for some more. Someone else knock my, knock on my door, and then we just get the next thing, right? Like you can do that. 
Uh, and Cesaro can go beat up No Way Jose for the 10th time in a row or whatever we're doing. Um, but yeah, they don't typically do that. And at extreme rules, it'd be weird to have a draw. Uh, so yeah, one of these guys has to lose and that kind of sucks. The Spanish announce table. All right. I don't know if this is like an elaborate work here and they're going to bring this guy in to AW or not, but uh, apparently Enzo and Joey Janela got into a little exchange at the Blink-182 uh, Lil Wayne concert. Well, hey, you know, uh, in the news is Tito Ortiz versus Alberto Del Rio. This could be a good uh, co-main event, Joey Janela mm-hmm. versus Enzo. I- I'll say this. The video clip that I've only seen of Enzo saying, I'll knock your drunk ass out and walking towards him, and then Joey Janela squaring up like he's in the fourth grade. Jesus Christ, Joey, I get that you're into all this like backyard wrestling bullshit, but if you're going to try to fight someone, man, at least, I don't know, look like you are intimidating because all he did was back up and Enzo, to his credit, even though he's wearing a fedora, was like still being aggressive and like, hey, man, stop backing up. Stop being a bitch. I'm done with this. Like, I'm not going to chase you. So we're done here. So Enzo does get into that, that he's, uh, you know, like a. Joey tries to play it off like he's like, oh, you know, I tried to say hi to the guy, then he didn't like it, and you know, we had a terrible fist fight, and Enzo comes back, he's like, we didn't have a fist fight. I slapped yeah. your hands down, and I came at you, and you walked away. You know, what I mean, he's like, don't do that. But the problem here is still that like Enzo's still big timing this guy for no fucking reason, man. Enzo's acting like you know, like dude, come the fuck well, on. And- I will, I will say, though, in this specific instance, I side with Enzo. Because if someone says, oh, man, we got into a fist fight, and you didn't even get into a fist fight, and you were trying to get into a fist fight, and the other guy who says you were in a fist fight yeah. didn't, well, yeah. didn't But as far as how it started, as far as how it started, Enzo oh. slapped his hands away when he was trying to introduce himself at the fucking concert. Oh, I did not realize yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, he was being oh. a dick to begin with. Well, then, so then yeah, Joey was like, hey, fuck yeah. it, man. I'm not trying to fight. Like, oh. you know what I mean? Like, he was trying to come up and say, hey, okay. man, I'm George. Yeah. He was just saying, like, hey, I'm Joey Janela, right. you're Enzo. Yeah. Man, oh, what a dickhead. Right. I did not realize yeah. that part. From what the video, uh-huh. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you my point of view without knowing that information. From the video, it seemed like Joey Janela was heckling Enzo. And then Enzo, because in the, in the clip, you'll see Enzo stops walking forward and turns back and walks towards Joey. So that would indicate to me, he said something. I'm walking away. Uh, now you don't shut the hell up. I got to turn around and take care of this. So I did not realize it started though. With Joey Janela just saying like, Hey, can we get a picture or, you know, whatever he was trying to get out of that. Mm. Uh, what a dickhead. Well, Enzo. And Enzo even yeah. said that here in his tweets that he was like, don't come up to me and try to introduce. I didn't, I thought you were a fan. I didn't even like, he was like, again, that's what you do to a fan who walks up and says, hi to you. You're a dick, dude. Like, which yeah. we knew that, I guess. You know, I mean, I guess we knew that. But, like, dude, come on. No humility. You're not getting any humility yet. None. Yeah. And you're wearing a fedora. And then, <laughs> you know, and that, what also is a little upsetting now, as as you tell me this new information that's just hitting my ears, is uh, if you look at DDP's, uh, DDP Yoga's YouTube page, mm-hmm. they did a fantastic video with uh, – Big Cass or Cass XL, whatever we're calling him, about how he was essentially an alcoholic. He was dealing with depression. Uh, He got the help he needed. 
Now he's on the other side and, you know, brighter days are ahead. Right. Yeah. But now you kind of take that. At least I do. Now you got to look at that and, and take it with a grain of salt because he just teamed back up with douchebag Dora um, Enzo who's slapping people's hands away for no apparent reason. Yeah. Well, like, come you know, on. The payday is definitely bigger with the two of them together. Yeah, but still, <laughs> I will say this though, and I, I don't mean to keep defending Enzo, but as I'm learning about all this, you know, in real time as we record this, Enzo did say a couple different times, like, you're drunk ass. So when yeah, you're maybe drunk, he was drunk, yeah, yeah. Well, when you're drunk, you could be thinking, I'm trying to say hi, and your drunk self is saying, ah, I'm gonna put my hands on your head, uh-huh. and you're like, Right? Then we're doing something different here. Yeah, he could have been like, yo, what up, Enzo? Which is not like what he necessarily, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, he might have yeah. called Enzo more. Like, nice fedora, dude. I'm Joe. You know what I mean? He might have been like, yo, fuck yeah. you, man. <laughs> right? right. Like, right. drunk self, your drunk memory, and then your drunk body oftentimes contradict each other. So you could be thinking you're being nice and you're actually being annoying. So if anybody's got tickets to any concerts... <laughs> And yeah. you're you running to Enzo. Hey, just stay clear. The Spanish announce table. The SmackDown Women's Championship is on the line this Sunday on the WWE Network during Extreme Rules. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross will take on Bailey in a two-on-one handicap match. And Nikki Cross dropped the bombshell that when we win, Alexa's promised me we're going to be co-champions, which... Hands down, they're winning this now, and that's where this storyline is going. Because Bailey sucks. Bailey sucks. She's not terrible. She's not bad, but she's got to do something completely different. There needs to be a switch up. Something's got to change, and there's no reason to keep this title on her for anything. It definitely feels that the crowd or the undertow of story that we're telling is Bailey feels a little bit more healing. Mm-hmm. She's a game of SmackDown. It definitely feels like a man of hugs. Uh, you suck. You're being manipulated. Saying this yeah, to Nikki you're, Cross. You're an idiot. Right? Yeah. Like she's like, Losing yeah. matches. So it, it feels like there could be a heel turn coming up. I think this is where they're going to go. Two on one. Somehow Bailey gets a roll up. Hey, roll up right on Nikki Cross. Mm-hmm. Gets a fun roll up. After the match, Alexa Bliss doesn't like it, puts the boots to her. Nikki Cross then goes psycho, right, and puts the boots to her. We're getting boots, 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 and then it's boss time. Mm-hmm. And Sasha Banks runs her weird ass out and then fights off uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa. And then we get a hug, and it's Sasha Banks and Bailey in the ring. Yay! And then we'll get a couple tag matches out of that. And then we'll get Sasha to turn on Bailey. And then we'll get that fucking thing at SummerSlam or whatever it is. I think that happens at the match. I think it's the two-on-one. She said, you better find a friend. You better find a friend. She's going to run out. She's going to try to help. She's going to immediately turn on Bailey. Oh, that would be cool. Alexa, and they are going to win. They're going to go continue this thing. There's going to be the co-champion thing that Alexa's going to reluctantly have to do because she promised Nikki Cross, and she's afraid of her. But yeah. Nikki Cross is like, oh, now we're best friends. And, uh, uh-huh. and now here's, cool. here's the best caveat the way they should go with that. All of that happens, and then we move further down the road, and we find out that it was 
in fact, not Alexa Bliss using Nikki Cross. It was Nikki Cross using Alexa Bliss the whole time and mm-hmm. finds a way to then steal the whole mm-hmm. title to herself. That would be the best way to go. They won't go that way. Uh, but I do think Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross win this way because Sasha comes out, but F you, Kansas City cunt punt to oh, Bailey. that'd be cool. And then we that get at cool. SummerSlam, the mega powers explode. Right, yeah. again, for the 700,000th fucking time. The Spanish announce table. Tom, I watched the U.S. women's national team win uh, their fourth World Cup from Kansas City's beautiful power and light district, or uh, Kansas City Live, as they also give it. Uh, that name is up there, but I never heard anybody actually call it that. But, yeah. uh, you know, uh, power and P&L, as you will, uh, which was awesome, which if anybody watching the Women's World Cup, I mean, it was one of the cities they would cut to, which uh, it, it's it's kind of known for its soccer fervor here in Kansas City. And that was fun. Me, my wife and uh, old swim trunk went down there for that. Oh, thanks for the invite. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I watched it uh, with Emily's family. Emily was in Canada and she was not in town, but they invited me up, uh, provided a nice little brunch and uh we watched it uh the nephew is really big into soccer so he was glued to it i was you know moderately entertained at soccer so it's not my favorite but it didn't suck either so yeah uh it was it was a decent game i will say this again i have my my issues with soccer right offsides i think is dumb there's other things i think are, are dumb uh we did america we legit goal i do not think we should have got that penalty kick Mm. that girl it was not intentional and i understand the cleat i know the rule because the cleat can't be up and all that but in the gold medal or whatever that's called right whatever they are playing for the the championship game you've got to let that one slide she's going for the ball in the most high stakes uh game she's ever played in her life it wasn't intentional she wasn't trying to injure the other player you can't give a penalty kick on that. I don't care. That was the only one where I was like, that feels super cheap. And so I felt like if we would have won one to nothing, I would have been like, nah, fuck that. That's stupid. But when we got the legit goal, I was like, okay, well then we're good. Yeah. Um, it was fun to watch. It it was fun being in that crowd, even though I I typically don't like crowds. I hate being in the middle of a big crowd. So we still managed to find ways to kind of skirt the outside of it, you know? Um, but hang Mm -hmm. out in there, have some drinks, have some fun, uh, cheer that on. And that was essentially the biggest, funnest thing I did. What, I mean, you know, other than, you know, adult, uh, homeowner stuff, uh, what, what, what's up with you this week? So this past weekend, Emily, uh, as I stated, was in Canada, Montreal specifically, uh, celebrating her bachelorette party with her maid of honor. Uh, so she was up there. Uh, while she was up there, she attended a meet and greet with George St. Pierre, arguably the greatest MMA fighter of all time, and also uh, not hard on the eyes, pretty easy on the eyes, as some would say. Uh, so I guess that means the wedding's off, you know? Mm, uh, I, although I think the wedding, actually, I think the wedding's off for me. So I think the wedding's actually still on a groom swap. Right. Just like some invitations will no longer be honored, right? Like mine. I imagine you could still go. Emily likes you. So maybe you could be my plus one. Mm, Yeah. There's that. Right. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, That was spectacular. She, so, so that was on a Saturday. When was the game? When was the soccer game? It was the same day. That was Sunday. 
Okay, Sunday. So since Sunday, and we're recording this Wednesday, Emily has not stopped smiling. She'll walk <laughs> by the photo and just like get mm. all uh, radiant and just you know blush a little bit and then walk past the photo. So yeah, he's better looking, he's richer, and he can kick my ass. So, but does he have a podcast? I imagine he does. Oh yeah, it's probably yeah. better. It's like probably sounds yeah. better. Mm-hmm. It's on and time on a lot. Top, and on top of all of those things, uh, Emily has the you know love in her heart for the French dialect, and mm. they greeted each other in French. He is uh, fluent in French. I bet his podcast has abs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what though? Mm-hmm. I will not let this wedding stand if he is friends with Canada's hat. Spanish announce table. If he's oh, America's hat. Him, yeah. Oh. Or America's hat. Yeah. Canada's hat. Oh, no. It, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. So what if he was like a regular guest? Yeah. It got them all popular all. and famous. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So she did that. And while she uh, had the great time drinking the tea and enjoying the pastries and then obviously meeting George St. Pierre, I was down here in Kansas City, uh, read uh, a good book called champion of the world by chad dundas okay um also uh just general uh laziness which felt good because as you've listened to this podcast for a number of weeks or familiar with our type of schedules i'm usually pretty packed with events back to back to back to back so last weekend didn't have a lot to do which felt great so uh starting up this next coming weekend we've got all the events coming back up Friday night, I'm going to Arrowhead Stadium where the Kansas City Chiefs football team plays, and I'm taking part in a trivia night. American football. American football. Uh, <laughs> and then then we're going to get started on building our garage and getting a driveway and doing all that homeowner stuff. So Yeah. Are you going to do it like Amish style? Are you going to like raise the barn and get a, a bunch of like your friends and family and, and uh, like hand do it? No, we're getting professional. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, no. Good yeah, call. We're, yeah, we're not. Hey, hey, Uncle Jim, you want to come by and help? No. We're getting, you know, contractor Carl over so here. You're not drywalling? Yeah, no. No freaking no. way. No. <laughs> yeah, no. No, no, no. I make too much money to fucking be doing that bullshit by myself. <laughs> okay. Paying someone. Uh, I've, I felt like a wise man on this podcast once said, you know, if you can pay for it, do it. I think that was you that said that. Yeah, I always said I would much rather pay for the convenience (laughs) of somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing to do it so I don't have to struggle with it. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was basically the the weekend in a nutshell. The Spanish announce table. Winner take all this Sunday on the WWE Network at Extreme Rules. The Universal Champion and the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Seth, taking on Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans in a winners-take-all, mixed-tag-team, extreme-rules match. Yeah, uh, another stupid discrepancy continuity error on Raw before we get into this match. A mixed-tag match that Becky and yeah. Seth had with Selena and Andrade to where Becky wins... But then that eliminates her herself. Yeah, you eliminate yourself. So, so then, but if Andrade beats Seth, do they win? Because then that's one to one. Well, yeah, no, no, it's one win. to one. No, nope. elimination. 
He's the last one left. Uh, <laughs> that's the dumbest match. It was. They didn't think that through. And I know, you know, when they were working through the match, somebody was like, all right, so then, oh, well, then I guess you'll have to be eliminated. And they were probably like, what? They, <laughs> like, won't, care. they won't care. Just keep it. Yeah, just keep it moving. We'll have Michael Cole explain it. It's fine. Yeah. So dumb. But now, with this, I think the thing that checks me out, and maybe I'm wrong, but I just, because, hey, at one time, uh, Jinder Mahal was the WWE champion, right? Yeah. What's mattered. So he was actually the number one guy on a show. But I just don't buy in that Baron Corbin is universal champion. You know Right? What? I just don't buy I it. I do. I think it would be such a heat-seeking missile. I think everybody would boo the shit out of this. And I think he is getting so much better every time I see him. Oh, uh, yeah. And I but think it would be great. Look at the lineage. Look at the lineage of the title. So you had Finn Balor, uh-huh. main eventer. Then you had Kevin Owens, main eventer. And you had Brock or Goldberg, legend, Hall of Famer, main eventer. Then sure. you had Brock Lesnar. Then you had uh, Roman Reigns, and now you have Seth Rollins. Sure. I mean, but Baron he's got to start somewhere. Not... I he know. Has to start I somewhere. Know. And it's no. one of them. I mean, Jack Swagger's been the fucking champion. Well, not yeah. The universal title. But, but look, yeah. I mean, here, I think this is a great way to do it, right? And I think this is great for. Look, they've been playing so much into this relationship that it has to go somewhere. We have to do something with it. And I want them to get more extreme, more raw, and more edgy. And I want Seth to cost in the match. I want Corbin to pin Seth. And then Becky's going to be like, what the fuck, dude? You know what I mean? Like, yo, right? And that causes issues between them, right? Mm-hmm. So moving forward, that gets to be the storyline that doesn't need titles involved in it, right? We don't need to tie those folks up. I want... Becky Lynch to be the goddamn baby of Maria Kel or the father of Maria Kelsey's baby because she's the man. I'm like, let's get weird with it. But I, at least here, I agree with the weird. At least here, right? Like at least here, if if he loses, if Corbin's able to get the win, even by crook, right? Lacey Evans gives him the low blow. Corbin gets the roll up mm-hmm. with the tights. He's mm-hmm. the one that cost the man her title, right? Then yeah. their relationship gets there, right? Like, eh. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I agree with that. I, so what are you going to go with? I'll, I'll give you I'm my story. Gonna, all right. Since I'm going to wager five points and I'm going to go Corbin and Evans win this. All right. Well, I'm, I'm 11 points and I'm going to say that Seth and Becky retain, but let's have fun. It's let's the extreme rules. Don't forget that. That's true. But let's have some fun here. Let this is T Mac story time for this specific angle. I would I agree with you. Let's get crazy. But I would have Becky Lynch lose, and then I would have Seth Rollins essentially the next night in a passive aggressive. You know, you were Becky two belts. You lost one belt, that's fine. But then when you lost the second one, you also lost mine. Ooh, that kind of rhymed. But then that's the angle. It's like, hey, it's fine if you lose your belt all you want, but this time you lost mine. The Becky two belts is the two belts you cost us, my title yeah. and yours. I wouldn't even have him that's like purposely say it. Like He kind of says it in a way that she's like, what yeah. What does that mean? Be like, no, that's not what I meant, but it yeah, is what he not, meant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's one thing. I get it. You had two titles. Now you had none. But also now I don't have one. So right, you yeah, went from two right. belts to then costing us two belts. Yeah, I've never like, not lost my title when I lost right. my title. Right. Yeah. And then that would add, because then if Baron mm. Corbin doesn't get the win, then that adds to the heat he could be as champion where he's like, look at the title I have. Look at the title. We're like, True. no. Lacey Evans got you that title. Like, no, no, no. I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm the best. Yeah, me he could have been knocked out. That would yeah. be better for him to be like knocked out on the side of the ring by Becky, right? Becky punched him out. Yeah. But yeah, he gets, is the well, universal title. <laughs> yeah. And then he wakes up and, and, uh, Lacey hands him the title. Yeah. yeah she's like, like waking him up, hand him the title. <laughs> That's Even and she's annoyed by it, right? She's like, "Get yeah. up!" She's like, just kicking him and throwing the belt yeah. on him, and he wakes up like, "Oh!" And she's already and halfway then, up the ramp, right? right? And that that's how they can just separate, right? Because then Lacey got what she wanted. This guy's a fucking goofball, so I'm not yeah. hanging around him. So now I'm going to be the champ. And then Baron Corbin like, "I'm the best. I'm the best ever. I'm the best ever." Look at this title, and everyone's like, "You're not legitimate. You never won it." Yes, I did. And then you have the Seth Rollins. The, the I think it would be cool if you used. Becky two belts, but then used it in the two belts that she cost the couple, right? Yeah, like if he's like, some hey, you were of... Becky two belts, and now you you were Becky cost us two belts. Right. And he could be yeah. like, but that's neither here nor there. But then you can see her like, as the the backstage interview is going on with Charlie Caruso, that he uh-huh. continues. He was just meaning that as a passive, like, ah, but whatever, we'll work hard and try to get back there. But she's yeah. off on the side, like. Wait a minute! What did that motherfucker just say? Right, like hey, that's fuck the part. you, right? And yeah. she's the man. And then later mm-hmm. she low blows him because fuck you, right? Yeah, and cost you two belts. I just cost you two. Mm-hmm, right, right. <laughs> that's yeah. That's the way I'd want to go. The Spanish announce table. MLW has announced they're going to have a pay per view. Uh, also big news for them also they are now available on playstation view via the bind sports network for their weekly show fusion so uh mlw moving up you've been a fan of mlw at least you know casually for a while now you've been singing their praises oh i think they're great yeah their free show on youtube is so entertaining you have uh filthy tom lawler who i think is just awesome i've loved him since he was doing a shoot fighting or, you know, as the pro wrestlers say, uh, in the UFC, uh, I like the heart foundation. I'm not a hundred percent sold that they're going to be like the next wave, but everything I've seen of them, uh, I've always enjoyed. That was my first exposure to MJF was on MLW, uh, when he was their essential, like intercontinental champion. He wasn't the heavyweight champion, but I forget the belt off the top of my head. I think this promotion is really good. Shane Strickland came from here who Isaiah Scott, I believe is his name in NXT, the swerve. I, yeah, I like MLW, um, so much. Tony Schiavone calls the action. Jim Cornette's involved a little bit. Sammy Callahan flips him off and throws stuff at him. Cause I think he legit hates him, which is fun. Uh, court Bauer. I've always been a fan of as far as his writing style. So yeah, MLW, I think it's great. But my question, you said it's available on the PlayStation network. Explain that though. Cause I'm not exactly a hundred percent clear. On well, PlayStation think, so. view. Uh, it's on. So, if you have PlayStation View, they've got a channel called the Bind Sports Network, B or B N, maybe it's B E I N, uh, right? Uh-huh. And that's on on one of their channels on View. Uh, now you'll get their weekly show Fusion. It's Saturday oh. nights, nine p.m. Eastern. Uh, uh-huh. It's a live TV streaming service via Bind Sports. Yeah, on on PlayStation View. Yeah, uh, that All was right, news. Cool. Uh, that was announced yesterday. And mm-hmm. then, so here's some more details on the pay per view. November 2nd, live from Chicago's Cicero Stadium. 
uh, their first ever pay-per-view event. It'll be called Saturday Night Super Fight. Okay. It starts at 8 p.m. will be offered in HD for a suggested price of $19.95 with an expected runtime of two hours and 50 minutes. So you're going to get three hours. 20 bucks is not bad. No, not at all. So then tickets go on sale at uh, MLWTickets.com if anybody's in the area. But, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this. I want to – there's so much wrestling to watch now that it's going to be hard to kind of keep up on it that I, I worry about things like this. Like, yeah, I keep hearing, like, oh, I should check this out. But, man, I mean, really? If AEW's going to well, be out there and SmackDown and Raw and – but this is where I think is the benefit of it is now you don't have to say really another Dolph Ziggler Roman Reigns match. No, you can say fuck off. I'm going to watch MLW because now it's more easily accessible, right? Where back in the day, even five years ago, 10 years ago, specific, you know, even more so, but even five years ago, you could be like, I really want to watch some new wrestling. And you know, where could you watch it? YouTube. But then typically it would be two to three months old before the time they put it on the channel on their YouTube channel. So you'd be like, oh, I already know that this guy is not the champion anymore because I, you know, read it on some type of dirt cheat or, you know, website. So then the luster's off of it. Now we're getting in real time. Like you said, if you have PlayStation View, you have MLW. They also put their YouTube show or their, their show on YouTube a couple days later, but still relatively quick now we have all elite wrestling now we have evolve uh that you can purchase on pay-per-view and is on the network so at least you have more easily accessible like if i see seth rollins wrestle you know uh elias i'm fucking done right so now we don't have to even though it's fun to complain we don't have to complain about the the juggernaut WWE because now these little promotions or you know bubbling up promotions are are starting to take a little piece of the pie. I like it. The Spanish announce table. All right, we got a no holds barred match versus it's it's Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre taking on the Undertaker and Roman Reigns. The Undertaker and Roman Reigns. <laughs> In a tag yeah. team match, playa, holla, 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 holla. Yeah, this is uh, this is uh, cookie cutter as it gets in my book. This is Roman Reigns does ninety five percent of the match, hot tag to Undertaker. We get a tombstone on Drew McIntyre. Rest in peace. Hey, that's your lasting memory for the time being. And so that Goldberg match. And then oh, we're Shane off to the- gets the tombstone because then Drew gets to still look strong. You know, he just couldn't get there in time to make the save. Unless they want to do more with Undertaker and Shane. Shane can run away, and then that's how Drew McIntyre takes it, and Shane's at the top of the stage. maybe we get Undertaker and Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I mean, we, we know this. We know this story. And that's the problem with Roman Reigns, right? We know the story. Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns always gets the story we know. It, it's almost because we've talked about it since he came back from uh, his illness. Mm-hmm. It seems like a more fresh, believable character. It's just the story is every story we've ever seen. And that's where we just check yeah. out. Anytime it's, if it's Hogan, if it's stone cold, if it's John Cena, if it's now Roman reigns, it is this story. Everybody wants to stop him. They can't. They try to put every obstacle in front of them. It doesn't matter. They're Superman. Yeah. Cool. They even yeah. call this guy Superman. <laughs> to yeah. Get to that point. Yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah. The Spanish announce table. Tom. Tim. Did you also know that we have our own merchandise for sale? I did know that. Mm -hmm. I actually have a t-shirt and a sweatshirt. And coming soon, once I get done with all these medical bills... Thanks, government and healthcare. I'm going to get me a coffee mug. A mm. Spanish announce table coffee mug. Tom's so broke, he can't even drink his coffee, folks. That's why you need to go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net and look for the link that says Merch Table up there. It'll take you to our Zazzle page. Zazzle. That's Z-A-Z-Z-L-E, but it's just easy to go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net and click the link. And then there's all kinds of stuff. Man, there's shirts. There's a deck of cards. I think there's a flask, maybe? I you know, I don't even remember. Coffee mugs, phone covers, t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies. Hats. Various designs. Any and everything you can think of, we got it. Click the link, SpanishAnnounceTable.net. So do it, SpanishAnnounceTable.net, Spanish Announce Merch Table. Check it out. The Spanish Announce Table. The Raw Tag Team Championships are on the line at Extreme Rules this Sunday on the WWE Network when the Revival will defend against the Usos. And I, I guess I just feel like the Revival are still going to win. I just don't think this match really matters. If I'm being completely honest uh, with how I feel right now, July 2019 in WWE, there's too many titles. Mm-hmm. We could eliminate this. We could eliminate this match. Get rid of the brand, brand split because obviously it doesn't matter anymore, right? And we could make this a number one contenders match, and then the winner will get a shot at the champion. And that actually feels a little bit more stakes than just a random belt that people are fighting for. Yeah. Like I just said, it doesn't matter. But suddenly, if I know a winner is going to take on whoever wins the later match, the tag title yeah. match, at the next event, then I then know, what, got you know what I mean. Right, yeah, we, got yeah we got something we can build on and look forward to. And, and, and yeah, take from here and move to there well but even this, in the show in the back you can like you know what i mean right. they can come up to the plaintiff's champions whoever wins this and be like oh we got you and then whoever the plaintiff's champions is taking on can be like hey hey hey, hey. <laughs> what makes you so right. sure it's them right like there could just exactly. be fun but, stuff but now yeah this just feels like filler I, I agree with you i think the revival will probably win this and the only reason i say that is i think the usos are almost at a level right now where they're bigger than a tag team champion, you know, having to have those belts. They're already established. I, I again, I've said this for feels like forever, but I think it's also accepted in the WWE universe that the Usos are the best tag team in WWE and in the world. So they don't necessarily have to always have the titles to be relevant in the promotion. So yeah, we need to build up Shane's favorite tag team to have some gold around Shane. So I like. The revival hands winning. down unequivocally in my mind by a long shot. The Usos are the best tag team in the world. Yeah, I don't even the only ones that, you know, can give them a run for their money in my book. And I'm putting everything in here, right? Promo, storytelling, match, all of it. The only one that comes close is Xavier Wooden Big Biggie. When you have the, like that new day version, yeah, 
that's the now I'm not saying Kofi Kingston's not good. Kofi Kingston's obviously the champ. He's very good. I just prefer that those two members of the New Day yes. as the tag team. And the, I think they're the most as, alike. Yeah, and their their mic work is better than Kofi. Um and the contrast, a big guy, little guy thing, they can do a little bit more there. Uh and so yeah, I think they're a, a number two, a solid number two. But yeah, Usos with their uh, catchphrases, welcome to the Uso penitentiary, even though it still doesn't make sense, but day one ish is starting to catch on. Um, everything about yeah, the Enric style. Put, yeah, I'd the put, yeah, again, I, I don't think any two tag teams I could name would I rather watch like their matches versus the Usos, right? If I had to like pick one, it's Usos or these two, and you can only watch their lexicon for the rest, right? Like, mm, I might just yeah. stick with the Usos. Um, but I, 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 a SoCal uncensored when it's when it's Kazarian and and Christopher Daniels comes to mind, uh, right? Uh, um, just because of their history and their ability to kind of do the whole gamut, right? They can do the in ring, they can do the promos, they can do the, you know, they've got a own swagger about them, even though it's a bit of a different. It's not what you would typically call swagger, right? Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, they've got their own kind of a way they carry themselves. You um, know who's a good number? You know who's a good outside of promotion te- team that I really love. Now that we're mm-hmm. kind of talking tag teams, and I've always just enjoyed them. Just I don't know. I relate to them because I'm a white trash kid from Independence, Missouri. Yeah. Uh, but the Briscoes in Ring of Honor, oh, yeah, I fucking I the, love the yes. Briscoes. They the Briscoes yeah. and the Usos would be great. I think the Briscoes that, actually that, are. Yeah, Briscoes are probably up there battling for that number two spot in my head. Probably actually, you know, without, if you had a cool ass faction, think of this: if we got rid of the PG, what we could do with this? Get Roman Reigns out of the stupid fucking uh, Shield gimmick, right? And just get mm-hmm. him into what the Usos are wearing. You do the and bloodline. you do, yeah, and you do the bloodline of the Usos and Roman, and then you have. Um, oh, we just, oh, another great tag team. I'll, I'll stay with this one, but I'll, I'll bring up another one after this, uh, cause it came along, but you do bloodline and then you do Eddie Kingston and Briscoes, like a six man yeah. tag with Eddie Kingston and the Briscoes and the bloodline of the Usos and Roman. That'd be fucking awesome. I love the bloodline too, because you can also like, as they're running amok, they're doing whatever they're doing, especially if they're in a heel portion, then you have them start approaching Nia Jax, right? And she can be like, I don't need your guys' help, right? Or something like if they Mm -hmm. were evil down the road. Like, I mean, because they're like, hey, family, right? Blood, right? We stick together, that kind of stuff, right? You know what I mean? Oh, you could do babyface there too where the McMahons are attacking the bloodline and Nia Jax helps them out with taking on the evil woman that they're at. Stephanie. Yeah, they're dealing with Alexa Bliss. Yeah, Yeah. The Spanish announce table. Tom, I watched a match from this, and you didn't watch any of it, I'm imagining, but I watched uh, Impact Wrestling's uh, main event from Slammiversary 17, which I kind of want to talk about just Impact Wrestling quickly and, and Slammiversary, and then this match. So, first okay. of all, Impact Wrestling. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're using Slammiversary and its 17th you know, version, but this is not the same thing. It's been several different companies over the years. Am I wrong in that? Yeah, I think there's one there's one version of it that has Jeff Jarrett in the asylum and it's Jeff Jarrett versus Raven with some surprise appearances from like Scott Hall and Kevin Nash and AJ Styles is their 
emerging star. Then there's a second version, which is like the Dixie Carter version, uh-huh. where AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, X Division, we're getting it going. Here's some fun stuff. Uh, Jeff Jarrett's still around. Then we got Jeff Hardy and Sting's involved. That's one version. Then the third version is the Hulk Hogan. Fuck this. Get rid of that ring. Put it in, yeah, put it in this old ring. We're pushing Jeff Hardy. We're pushing Kurt Angle, uh, which is fine. You know, Jeff Hardy and Kurt Angle are really good talents. But that's that version. Then you're getting into the later version where it's, well, now we don't really know what we're doing. Hey, here's Bobby Lashley. Hey, here's EC3. Uh-huh. And now this last version is, well, we're still trying to figure it out. So in the meantime, here's Brian Cage. Here's Johnny Impact. Uh, here's some old 205 Live guys that you might remember and TJP. So, yeah, there's so Dude, many different versions of Impact. Every time I try to give Impact a chance, and you mentioned this earlier that, you know, now we've got all these things to watch and Impact is still there. But, like, it just, when I watch it now in this current thing, I'm like, I don't, I'm like, what is this? And I mean, I'm not, maybe yeah. I need to watch it every week to mm-hmm. really know, but I don't get any indication that I want to watch it every week when I look at it. Well, I got really excited. If you remember a few months ago on impact wrestling, when I saw Grado and Joe Henry doing yeah. music videos and it seemed like a fun alternative. Now though, it seems like they're going back to WWE light, right? So Brian cage and Michael Elgin are just having a match, right? Like there's no there's no visual difference from this to WWE. There's it, it's, it's it's just, just a bunch different of characters people. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't Well, and it's just different people kind of doing the same storylines. I will say this though, the Killer Cross storyline uh was really interesting to me. Him and uh um American Wolves guy. Uh who do you face? Uh, yeah, uh, Edwards. Uh, yeah. Eddie Edwards, that whole, you know, um, religion, I, free or not kind free. I don't even know what that word is. Uh, religion, I don't know, flirting with like, it could be the devil. It could right. be that you're, you know, all that stuff. I really like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, but, but I'm also tired of the old faces, right? Like no offense, but I don't want to see TJP. That's not shocking. Yeah. That's not cool. Well, then let's roll into this because here was here was something we've we've debated this too, um, and maybe we don't need to get into the contentious debate over over the idea of intergender matches. But its main event was Tessa uh-huh. Blanchard and Sammy yep. Callahan, and yep. I heard good match, and I watched it. Good match. I'm not gonna lie, like it was a good match. Um, I don't like Callahan usually. You know what I mean? He's one of the reasons mm-hmm. I tune out when I watch it, but it was a good match. And Tessa Blanchard for her part does come out and looks and acts like a badass that is going to punch you in the throat. So I was like, ah, good match. And then they had him win, which was a nice touch too. I think, you know what I mean? It's, it's going to continue that heat. Um, you know what I mean? He won by basically just being able to over, you know, overpower eventually and put it, give her enough punishment. So interesting, you know what I mean? Most places, AEW said they're not going to go that way. It's obviously a very Good. discussed, you know, highly debated mm-hmm. topic. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, for what it's worth, I thought it was a good match. But again, I, I tried to begin. I was like, maybe I'll watch this whole show, and then I was like, nah, I'm just going to skip to that main event. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because then 
I don't know, like RVD again, RVD is one of my all time favorites, easily top 10. He flirts with that number five to seven range in my personal record book, right? He's up there for me, but I don't want to see him wrestle moose. You know what I mean? Like I don't need to see RVD doing singles matches with talent who could be where you well, build a rhino rack. rhino was there too yeah get that out of here uh, like, <laughs> and i even heard he's still under contract with wwe but they're gonna be fine with just like go ahead it's fine yeah i guess but, he worked a mask or something right yeah. i didn't even see it yeah, but I don't know. you know tessa i don't know For, i'm i keep saying i don't know i do know tessa blanchard doesn't need to wrestle sammy callahan if tessa blanchard wants to show that she's a badass bitch she's got jordan grace in there have those so, two bosses go at each other because they're you know badass have that happen. this is this is aside from impact then let's get her in wwe and i don't want to see the four horsewomen storyline thing anymore because that's going to be lame as fuck right that's going to be bad what i want oh, yeah. is her and charlotte flair right and they're they're the Charlotte Flair's the main eventer. Tessa Blanchard as that like mid Carter, and then they're gonna the have a tag team. <laughs> then they're gonna have a tag team of Tamina Snuka and Natalia, and they're gonna be like a legacy uh, group, just fucking shit up in the women's divisions. Just yeah, going around I mean, beating fucks up, right? The whole legacy like, thing, right? right? Yeah, Why not? Randy Orton and right. Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase did. Yeah, but right. do it with the women. I think it'd be right. fine. And then there's a throwback I, to the four horsewomen because you got two. Of the daughters, you know what I mean? So, of course, I think it would. I think Tessa Blanchard, let me say this first off I think she's a star. I think when I see her, I'm captivated. She has an it factor. Uh, Her in ring style is something that keeps my attention. I think she's good. I think she's very, very good. You could put her in WWE and she'd be flirting with the Becky Lynch spot, in my opinion. But let's have her build the women's division then, right? Well, you have (laughs) Madison Rain, you have. And you have Jordan Grace. You can have some matches with those ladies, right? That's cool. You don't sure, need to have. Yeah. You don't need to have fat, skinny Sammy Callahan with his fake weirdo ass. You know, messing you up in stupid matches. Like build that up. That's what I would do. I I prefer that again because we've already talked about it. Uh, but let me say, yes, Tessa Blanchard I think is a star. Brian Cage. I think is a star. He moves like a luchador. He's built like a heavyweight, you know? So there's things that they can build on, but they need to do something other than, you know, if you go to their website, for example, I just went to their website as I was talking here, like the Elgin cage match looks like a WWE poster. They're both yelling. And then, on the sides and then they have a, like a, a torso picture of them and they're both yelling in that too. It's like, Oh, is that Roman yeah. Reigns and Seth Rollins? Like be different. Yeah. Well, and so now I guess uh, Johnny impact is done after this. Like, I guess his contract has lapsed and he's going to oh, be out. Really? So he might, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't put it past him to show back up in WWE or even in AEW. Um, LAX is out. Apparently they've got offers from both of the, you know, AEW mm-hmm. and WWE. So uh, yeah, impact, Already is losing two of the, you know what I mean? Some of the bigger acts right there. Yeah, LAX and Johnny Impact, they were good, stable, you know, build the division, keep the division at float. This is someone that you can put in front of people and they'll buy into. I will say, though, the the Rascals, I love the Rascals. They are fun. They are good. Uh, They've had actually a couple matches on the independent circuit with our good friends, the Regal Twins, that have been really good. So maybe the Regal Twins can get an Impact. I'm just saying that'd be cool. Don't I don't have any information on that. I'm just saying I hope that happens. Um, 
So yeah, they they do have some other stars coming up, so it's not a huge loss because even even uh, Eli Drake got fired mm-hmm. and left right. uh, Impact, and I thought he was a big asset to the company. But I think they can keep going. I think the way for them to have success though, and especially with the All Elite Wrestling looking so different, Evolve partnering up with WWE, and then MLW still making moves is just do something completely left field, right? The Joe Henry music videos things kept, at least for me, even though it's a comedy act, it was something that I hadn't seen. You don't see music videos in pro wrestling, right? So you can do those little left field acts. The rascals getting high, doing the smoke circle, do that. That's, you know, I like that. Don't be, I'm yelling in my picture, and my opponent, he's yelling in the picture. That's that's lame. That's right. get out of here. The Spanish announce table. The SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships are on the line when our planet's champions, Daniel Bryan and, and Rowan, will defend those titles with their lives. Uh, well, you know, possibly with their lives against Big E and Xavier Woods of the New Day and Heavy Machinery in a triple threat here. Um, we had a tag team summit on SmackDown, which was just a bunch of guys promoing against each other. Um, I, I want to say the Planet's Champions find a way to kind of heal their way out of this and still be the champs, you know, but I, I do feel like have any one of these could come away. I really don't know who's going to come away with this, but I don't feel like that's a good thing. I don't feel like that's because of the storytelling they did, but just because I feel like these SmackDown tag team championships also kind of don't matter. And it could be any one of these teams and we'd still have the same storyline going on. I agree. Uh, I do think though that we've built enough story with uh, heavy machinery. And I think we like the caterpillar and the roly poly guy. And then the other guy, uh, that uh, I think <laughs> that's not what it is. Like no one fucking cares about that other guy. It's the, it's a little short guy that does the roly Otis, poly. Otis is the star. Otis can be a star. They need to tone down his ridiculousness. I, no, I don't know turn it up. Turn it think? up. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I He's like the it, star. Man. He yeah, is the star, the and star. he could be a star. Do not get me wrong. I see enough charisma in this guy that I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, this guy could be something that people could get behind. And I do like the pro wrestling has always been a blue collar mm-hmm. thing, right? Now, again, yeah, we talked that the young crowd is maybe getting away from that because there's maybe just less blue collar young crowd. But, yeah, I mean, this is this is going to hit with so many people. Yeah, he is definitely the Simon and Simon and Garfunkel. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, the, the other guy's not going anywhere. But I think they've built enough in heavy machinery that they can take the titles and then start taking on some other teams. And I believe this is just my hunch. Kofi Kingston's up there with Samoa Joe. And I think that's fine. And that's going well, but we need some other heels in that main event picture. And I think this is where Daniel Bryan might go back to that. Yeah. Dude, Otis, and the other guy, I don't remember his name either right now. Um, that other guy, I do want to stop and give him some credit. I think where he's good is that he is 
a huge guy that's able to run around seemingly without cardio issues. He oh, is not yeah. terrible on the mic, no. right? Like he can hold his own. He's definitely yeah. not like memorable, right? Like yeah. he's definitely like a clown show, right? He's all like, look at my mm-hmm. fake smile and my jazz hands. Mm-hmm. And that's good. It's fine because, it, you know, it works for the tag team, but definitely, definitely, definitely. I, I do think they might get that tag team title run. I'm going to go with heavy machinery then, yeah. Yeah, you know, and this time next year at SummerSlam, uh, that other guy is going to be chasing around the uh, 24-7 title. The Spanish announce table. All right, Tom, two uh, pro wrestlers-ish, ex-pro, you know, I don't even know, uh, slash MMA stalwarts are going to be meeting up soon here. Uh, Teets and the Del Rios are going to uh Go to blows here. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Tito Ortiz yeah. versus Alberto Del Rio. So uh, if you know Alberto, Alberto Del Rio, you know that he has had MMA experience. So this isn't CM Punk jumping in there. This is a little right. bit higher caliber. With that being said, uh, Del Rio is no spring chicken, but neither is Tito Ortiz. The difference is Tito Ortiz is still smashing people that, that are his contemporaries in the last yeah. six to nine months. And not just his girlfriends like Del Rio. Exactly. Uh, well, you never know. Allegedly, yeah, maybe. maybe he, is. Yeah, no. maybe. he has a, a girlfriend, long-time girlfriend, who was the original ring card girl of the UFC. After he left Jenna Jameson, that's who he's with now, Tito Ortiz, that is. Uh, so congratulations to him. Anyhow, I don't know why I said that, but that was just a fun fact. Uh, Del Rio has fought Mirko Krokop. Uh, Crow Cop was one of the best heavyweights of, at that time. Um, so he knows how to fight. The thing I'll say that here, though, is he fought Crow Cop in a mask. And if Del Rio doesn't go in there with a mask, what are we doing? You're wasting a good opportunity. Go in there mm-hmm. as a luchador to get your ass kicked. Because Tito Ortiz is going to double leg Del Rio, get uh, into his guard, and smash him with elbows. Tito Ortiz can do that in his sleep. Like That's a skill that he will not not know. Right. Like there's there's certain things as you get older that are harder to do, right? Your reflexes are get a little slower. Your athleticism obviously deteriorates. But one thing that you can do is lay on top of someone and throw an elbow if you're in well condition. And I think he'll be well conditioned. I also think it'll be a little bit of a work where, hey, I'm gonna throw this elbow. You know that you're kind of fucked here, pal. Just tap, right? It's not gonna be this is going. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, that would hurt, right? Why don't we stop money doing something else? And then, okay, I see Tito Ortiz winning this in maybe two and a half minutes. Okay. Yeah, I don't think this is close. The only way Del Rio wins, and it's with anyone, because one, at that weight class, you know, anyone can knock out anyone. And not to say uh, lucky punch, because any punch you throw with intention isn't lucky, but the only way I could see Del Rio remotely having success is with the striking. And even that's not great. So double leg and ground and pound smash him in the face. Del Rio will probably not look the same after the fight. Do you think uh, a guy like uh, Tito is, would know to toy with him a little bit to make the mat, to make the fight go a little oh, longer? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you can double leg and then move to mount and then move to full mount and then move back to side mount and then go back into the guard. Uh-huh. And then like you can move in different positions that makes it look like, Oh wow, this is a competitive fight all the while. You're just like, I'm going here and I'm going here uh-huh. and I'm going here. Right. 
and I'm going to yeah, hit like, some punches here. Does he know the payday? You know, we can't, we got to deliver here or else we can't do this again. You know? Well, if uh, memory serves me correct, this is not in front of me right here, uh, but I believe Alberto Del Rio is an executive in the promotion that they're fighting in. Mm-hmm, right. So, mm-hmm. so there's a little bit of like, hey, don't beat up the boss too much. There's a, there's a little bit of pride fighting going on here. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, I would not be shocked if this has some type of uh, convoluted uh, finish to it. Page run in. The Spanish announce table. The WWE Cruiserweight Champion Drew Gulak will defend his title against Tony Nese this Sunday at Extreme Rules on the WWE Network. Tom, I know you've been following along very closely. What do you think? I will tell you this that just dawned on me. We're going to get a Saturday, Sunday two shot of Drew Gulak on WWE Network. So he's got the co-main event spot for the Evolve 131 against Matt Riddle. And then the next night defends his title uh, on Extreme Rules. So I think that's kind of interesting. Shows that at least backstage internally they trust this guy to be on programming so much. So that's a good sign. And I guess with that in mind, I'm going to go Drew Gulak. Yeah, definitely Gulak. They're they're gonna they're gonna. Well, hey, isn't he defending that title? No, he's not defending that title at Evolve, right? No, because Matt Riddle is not two hundred five. He's right. That's right. You're right because he's taking on Matt Riddle. So yeah, yeah. I just feel like yeah, they just gave Gulak this title and his whole shtick they're running with. So just again, that's. That's peeking behind the curtain when we say we like to stay storyline driven. But even if I'm watching a storyline, it would be absurd that it just ended like that, right? Like yeah. that he just suddenly mm-hmm. loses. So it's 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 definitely got to be Gulak. The Spanish announce table. All right, so it's Extreme Rules. We we covered it all. What do you think, man? Well, I think we're, I think that WWE thinks that. Some surprises that we potentially are predicting here will be the payoffs, right? If Sasha Banks returns, that's something. Uh, Undertaker gets his tombstone and gets to do the drop to the knee and we go purple and dark. Uh, That's cool. I think they think that's going to be putting butts in seats, right? Or keeping butts in seats. I I think, though, that there's some other elements that could be fun here. We mentioned uh, if Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss become the co uh, women's champion, like lay cool did it mm-hmm. way back in the day. We could go down that route. Uh, we also have some fun things with um, Samoa Joe and Kofi Kingston. So there's some things to be intrigued by, but overall I think this is a good filler to get us to the next point that then starts the SummerSlam build. Yeah, I agree with that. And you know, SummerSlam could be a kicking point too. I mean, they really got to start gearing up for October, moving to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. These Bischoff and Heyman should be getting set in place if they truly are going to have any sort of actual pull and decision-making power. Again, you know, a thing they talked about a lot of these podcasts I've listened to through this week is that, like, no, we, we've talked about them having these roles, but we still don't really know what these roles are actually going to be. And I don't know if anybody actually does actually know what these roles are going to actually prove to eventually be. Even these people. I think... Yeah, I think the real change when they go into effect will be when the XFL starts. That's when I think there's going to be more, hey, Vince is out in Dallas trying to finalize 
a TV deal, you know, TV time slot for the XFL game. He can't go get, make this decision. They found Johnny Manziel damn near dead in a hotel in Vegas. They got to go fucking run out there and get right. him. Right. <laughs> He's yeah. got to go. That's, he killed somebody like Snooker. He's got to go pay off. Right. Allegedly. <laughs> right, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> that is where I think that's uh, when we see the decision. So mm-hmm. until the XFL starts, I think it's business as usual. Vince McMahon has Cedric Alexander lose, take off his mask, and we get excited about it. Um, so until the XFL, those are the decisions that we're going to get. All right. Well, that's all we're going to get for this show. It's episode 268 of the Spanish announce table. We'll come back for 269. Huh? That's fun. That's a fun number. Uh, <laughs> we'll come back. That's all I got. We'll come back for 269 next week on the Spanish announce table. The Spanish announce table.